Welcome to Buffalo Camp Day Recap. I'm Thad Brown along with AJ Feldman. It is day 12 of Bill's Camp Day 11 here at Fisher, plus the one day obviously last Friday in the stadium. Another okay day for the Bills when it comes to the offense. They've been kind of down for most of this camp. The first half, first two thirds of this practice kind of started that way. And then later on things are going, they were okay. We start as always with this discussion about kind of our reactions from today's practice. And AJ, you can go first today. Yeah, you know, um, you mentioned the offensive struggles, and it did get better as the day went along. But to start off, uh, you came over and walked by like, oh, it seems like the offensive struggle. And I was like, you know what? It, it kind of seems like normal, which has been the, uh, uh, which has the, been the normal yeah. because I looked down at my notes. I'm like, all right, Oliver blew up a trick play. Allen dropped a shotgun snap. Uh, Tredavious, or Trey Edmonds blew up a run play. And we got a deep ball that was broken up. And I'm like, oh, wow. They had a whole drive without doing anything good. That's how kind of standard <laughs> right. these offensive struggles have been. Certainly they were at the start of practice. Things eventually found form. But, yeah, once again, Josh Allen not looking super crisp, uh, not getting a ton of time in there. But it's mostly just, you know, the offense isn't quite clicking just yet. There was a, a one play where there was a throw that was a little too far out in front of Gabriel Davis, off his hands, kind of half in between a bad throw. I thought it was a bad throw. You talked that your reaction might have been a, a drop more. But I think more, you know, the thing that I would be more concerned about, and, and not that it's a concern, we're exactly one month from week one, but there was a situation where the Bills offense faced an all-out blitz. And look, an all-out blitz is going to win a lot. That's kind of the point of it. But all Allen had was a fling in the general direction of Stephon Diggs. It wasn't close. He had another deep ball to Gabriel Davis where really the pass looked like it was to Christian Benford, and Davis did a nice job to break it up, play D-back. There hasn't been the offensive consistency scheme-wise to where I feel really good about where this team has been through two and a half weeks. And again, we got a full month of this real game. So there's still a, you know, a million snaps and reps to go, but it continues outside of the, the Friday practice. It continues to be a struggle for this offense. You know, like you said on that all up, let's remember that play. And, you know, you hope there would be some sort of a hot read or something yeah. like that. You know, schematically, you know, you want to see rock, paper, scissors. The defense throws out their rock. You got, you know, right. a paper to throw it up. They had, they had nothing. It was like they were unprepared for that. So, and, it, and it's to be expected, you know, a new offense, mm -hmm. new offensive coordinator. The defense should be clicking on all cylinders. So, at this point in camp, it is what it is. But you're right. There were a lot of moments where, like, okay, where's the counter? Where's the counter punch mm -hmm. to this? And, and they didn't have it a lot of times today. Bright spots in this camp day. Um, stop me if you heard this before. Christian Benford on defense, Isaiah stop. Hodgins on. You heard it before. That's why you said that. Look, Hodgins and Benford were really good uh, again today. More Hodgins than Benford. I think Benford was just solid. You know, he's consistently out there on the first team and consistently not looking terrible, which for a rookie sixth round pick is, is pretty good. And he's been much better than not terrible. Hodgins today was the story, though. Had a one handed catch on a fade route from Case Keenum. Um, had another uh, couple plays from. Josh Allen was in with the first team offense in part because Isaiah McKenzie and Khalil Shakir missed practice again today. But Hodgins just keeps making plays. This is a guy that came out of college even as a sixth round pick with a lot of hype, a lot of expectation, injuries, and a number of things have kept him from realizing that. It's possible he's a late bloomer. You know, he still isn't even a lock to make the roster. But right now, you start looking at this receiver room. You got Diggs and Davis on the outside. And the third best outside receiver on this team right now is probably Isaiah Hodgins. So he's doing what he has to do in camp to be a part of this team. Yeah, and certainly with the camp he's had, if this carries into the preseason, coming into training camp, this might have been, you know, oh, you can stash him on the practice squad, yep. things like that. If he performs like he's done in training camp in the preseason, you're not going to be able to do that. You're going to have to make a tough roster decision where if you cut a Jake Kumaro, 
you know, maybe somebody wants him a special teams guy, but Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, Isaiah Hodgins, it's going to be tougher and tougher if he keeps this up to stash him on a practice squad for sure. Um, I thought a nice standout today, and he did have uh, you know a drop early in practice. But James Cook, I think mm-hmm. you're starting to see where you know the. There's all this hype about James Cook, the things he can do out of the backfield, the new dynamics to the offense that he can bring. And I started to see that a little bit for the first time today where I was like, okay, this is a James Cook play. This is a thing that James Cook can bring that other guys can't. There were some misdirection plays where he got, you know, everybody's moving one way, went back to him the other way. Um, you saw him out of the backfield a little bit. Um, There's a nice run play where he got onto space, had a nice burst of speed. And just kind of the first time I really noticed James Cook as being James Cook for the first time where... You know, obviously it's going to take some time for him to come along, come into the offense, but I kind of liked uh, some of the ways they were using him today. I would have expected to see more James Cook in this atmosphere where it's not full tackle all the time. There's more open space, you know, a seven-on-seven situation. I've been a little underwhelmed with the amount I've seen him excel in this situation. But like you said, you know, it's his first two weeks in the NFL, at least at a camp. You know, it's hard to put that much expectation on him. And there have been plenty of flashes to where you can see the guy the Bills probably want him to be. Now, today was backup quarterback day for us in the media. Both Case Keenum and uh, Matt Barkley addressed the media. And they're, they're, you know, good, fun guys. You can see why Josh Allen and the Bills would want both these guys in the quarterback room. And, you know, for uh, Keenum especially, but Barkley to a lesser extent, they're getting to know Ken Dorsey as an offensive coordinator a little bit. Uh, Keenum called Dorsey's call sheet something out of a beautiful mind. And it's easy to see that both these quarterbacks, and certainly Keenum, are very impressed by their new offensive coordinator. The, the confidence that Doris has in Josh, uh, the confidence Josh has in the play call, uh, but then also being able to see something, hey, I, I see it this way, I'm going to change it up, I'm going to do this. Uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's fun to watch. I mean, I, I think it's as good of a relationship and communication, seeing the field the same way, uh, knowing the play caller's intent. Um, with those two guys, it's, it's as good as I've ever ever been around. And I didn't want to interrupt you again there, Thad. You mislabeled Matt Barkley. It's not backup quarterback Matt Barkley. It's not even third string quarterback Matt Barkley. It's 2022 Bills Media Golf Tournament champion Matt Barkley. Yeah, I apologize for that gross oversight. AJ brings that up because it was a team event and guess who was on the team? One AJ Feldman. I was on the team. Matt Barkley can hit some bombs off the tee, I'll tell you that. Uh, Great guy to have in the scramble, that's for sure. One other thing about the quarterbacks, Case Keenum was talking about Isaiah Hodgins and uh, how good of a camp, as we've been saying, that Hodgins has had. And Keenum said that he's looking forward and hopes to get a chance to throw to Hodgins during the preseason games. He said, look, there are some receivers, you just get tingly throwing to them. And he said, Isaiah Hodgins is one of them. I don't understand on a team with Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis why Hodgins is giving me the tingles. But Keenum's the quarterback. He can he can refer, reference it how he wants to. And there's no doubt Hodgins has been very good in all the time that Case Keenum has seen him in Buffalo. Um, now, today was not only back a quarterback day, but it was also a Ryan Bates day. And you had a chance to sit down with him today. Yeah, you know, Ryan Bates is an interesting story. It's weird how quickly he got thrust in the starting lineup and kind of was accepted as the starters. Like, coming into the season, like, it's not – oh, we're starting a guy that's played five, six, seven games in the pros. Like, oh, now we've got Ryan Bates in our starting lineup. It's it's so fascinating how quickly his ascent came. And this offseason was a whirlwind for him. You know, he, he goes from being an undrafted free agent to making his way onto the Bills and being this backup guy to suddenly have, you know, Ryan Poles, Canadagua guy over at, the, mm-hmm. uh, over at the Bears, you know, calling his name, uh, get a, non, a contract sheet. Um, and then the Bills matching it. Um, it was a whirlwind process for him. Obviously, he didn't have a lot of control over it, but eventually things all worked out for him. I kind of had the mindset where I was just, whatever happened, happened. Didn't really stress about it because 
you know, why would I, you know, why stress about something that's out of your control? And so, you know, very fortunate for Ryan Poles and the Chicago coaching staff to have faith in me and, you know, want to be a part of their team. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm very happy to, you know, still be in Buffalo with the guys. And you know, these are my guys. I didn't want anyone to leave them. You know, it sucked in the situation I was having the, you know, there was an opportunity to leave. And, you know, I didn't really want that. I wanted to stay here with the guys. Bates also talked today about how with the offensive line being so beat up, whether or not he's worried about it. He said, look, we're not catching up at all. We've got good depth. He said the walkthrough reps have been valuable. So he's pretty confident where this offensive line is, even though this offensive line has not been on the field together once during this camp. And not only that, they have a new offensive line coach, Aaron Cromer, coming in, who everybody raves about. He's been around the league a long time. And I asked him, you know, what makes him so good? It's just that he's he's seen all these systems. He's seen all these defensive lines. He has just so much knowledge of that just getting it out of him, uh, just every single day he's learning something new and new. And um, so that'll be um, exciting to see how he can potentially transform that offensive line uh, coming into this year. We'll also have that Ryan Bates interview 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 coming up for you in a couple days here uh, should be a good story coming up there on uh, news 8 yeah on uh, news 8 yes yeah. rochesterfirst.com as well also true got to get the digital <laughs> side um we also had the chance to chat with cynthia freeland of nfl network uh she's also the bill sideline uh, reporter for the preseason game so you're going to be seeing a lot of her coming up you'll get to see a little bit of her coming up right now i'm joined by cynthia freeland an nfl network analyst who is here at Bills camp. She's also the sideline reporter for the Bills preseason games. I'm very excited. Obviously, it's going to be a whole lot of fun this year. Cynthia, let me start with this, though. This is a Super Bowl favorite at, at worst, probably, maybe Super Bowl contender at worst. When you come to this camp as opposed to other camps, is there a different feel? Do you notice, well, I'm coming into you know a team that's got expectations and players and talent and stars and all that stuff? I thought you weren't supposed to bring up those that S word. I oh, thought we you... could talk about it here all okay, day. Okay, yeah, got yeah. it. Well, that S word that you're talking about is certainly a big catalyst for a difference here than mm -hmm. some of the other camps that I've been to. Specifically, when you see some of these vets, when they're literally Von Miller danced through the entire practice and was hyping up the re I shouldn't try to dance on TV ever, <laughs> um, hyping up the rest of the defense, but along with Stefan Diggs taking aside some of the young players, and this is why we practice, mm -hmm. all these yelling, these type of things where you're seeing this chippiness. It's not a angry chippiness, it's a hype and like, mm -hmm. let's go. We have so many things that we need to get done. Let's get them started right now. So you do feel it, it's something special in the air. And by the way, this is such a special location. We didn't even have the full complement of fans here today and it was still just as busy as many camps are when they are open to the full practice, so the full public. So this is, this is gonna be an interesting year. We were excited here in Rochester to get camp back for sure and wish you'd gotten the full experience. Maybe next year we'll do that. Now, you are an analytics expert, and it's one of your specialties at NFL Network. One of the new pieces to this Bills team you talked about, Von Miller, you know, the idea was this team needed help with the pass rush, but the underlying numbers, and this has been true for years, is that this pass rush was pretty good before Von Miller got here. How much do you think the Bills needed him, and how much does he put this team over the top from that department? The interesting part about the Bills pass rush is that First of all, it is a, is there more of a Bills topic? Like, you need to get after the quarterback. That is like Buffalo Bills 101. That's how you fit, fit in here. Guess how you get along. But the funny part is, is if you're playing with a lead, then you're, you're, the, it's kind of a different situation. So the pressures need to be there because other teams will be throwing more often. And the pressure, it doesn't necessarily need to be a sack, but it needs to be pressure. It needs to change the ability to complete that 
pass for a first down. So the Bills are actually very strong. I think, you know, I, off the top of my head last season, I think at least in the top third in terms of that, now you add Von Miller and you bring that over the top. Interesting fact here is the complement of those two safety shells with the Von Miller ability to rush it, that is the specialty. It's that two safety, the multiple defensive backs that we've seen Leslie Frazier use for years now. Other teams have sort of picked up on this note. You rarely see only four defensive backs on the field. So the complement of the front with the back, that's going to be the secret sauce because the AFC is a nightmare. If we could just move this team to like any division in the NFC, life would be a lot easier. But the AFC and all of the quarterbacks, I mean, I think week six is going to be, you know, that guy Patrick Mahomes. We've heard a little bit about him. So ultimately, that's going to be the difference maker is the the way those two things work together and getting Tredavious White back, huge deal, huge deal. As Brandon Bean said, whoever gets out of the AFC this year has had a great year, no doubt. Let me ask you this. When you think about that, how important is the one seed going to be in this competition? It was a goal last year. The Bills couldn't pull it off. They're probably going to be looking at that again this year. The opening schedule is very tough. I mean, Green Bay and the Rams opening yes, night. I mean, yes. you know, Tennessee is in there too. Kansas City again for six weeks. Getting that one seed, is that going to be the difference in a conference to where on any given Sunday you've got six quarterbacks that could win three games in a row? Well, you do have a huge advantage now that there's only one bye because of the way the new playoff structure goes and a 17-week season. So you do have a longer gauntlet to get through. You're playing more games. There's just more rolls of the dice for something bad to happen, right? So, of course, that one seed is going to be a really big deal. I don't necessarily think it will be a deal breaker, especially for a team like this who, you know, have been very not, I'm going to knock on my head as opposed to wood, but soft tissue injuries haven't been something that's been a problem here. And typically those are things you see from training regimens that are not as good. So we're complimenting the training staff here saying that they've done a really nice job of figuring out the right sets of usage and workloads throughout the season. So yes, it's really important, but it's not the end of the world. I think, you know, get out of the division, Figure out like how the new, you know, obviously you have a new offensive coordinator and a new system here. Figure out some new things that you can add. I mean, Josh is like a like a video game. You can do whatever you want with him. Let's find some things that are fun. Like enjoy it. Enjoy all of those different pieces and then keep the defense healthy. And it's gonna really to me it's gonna come down to, you know, figuring out like how to 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 pace things so you're not having to have end of games where it's wild. Let's just pace things and it's nice get out to a nice lead. I think it's officially the preseason time so I can say we can get out to a nice league because I'm employed by the Bills for That's at least right. three weeks so we're good here. <laughs> for the next three weekends you're going to see her on the sidelines for the Bills probably not dancing but you did get to see her dance right here with us Cynthia Friedland thanks for joining us. And it's interesting about the pass rush and the analytics because that has been a thing like she said for years that you know the outside uh, the, the you know the analytics have been good the you know the pass rush win percentage has been good so far in the last couple of years, it hasn't really translated into pure sacks. Maybe Von Miller pushes them over the edge where that pressure turns into sacks. You know, I don't want to get into a whole analytics discussion here because we could do an hour on this. But when you talk about pass rush win rate, I've always kind of doubted that stat. If you have a secondary that can cover for a long time, I think it's easier to win when the quarterback's got to sit back there. Um, I think it makes it easier to get pressures when you have that kind of secondary uh, ability on your team. Look, I, I know the underlying numbers say the Bills' pressure has been good, and I will tell you that Jerry Hughes has been a good player the last couple of years. But in terms of being a 
above average pass rush team. I don't think this Bills team has been that because they just don't get to the quarterback. You can win rate, you know, until your eyes start to bleed. This team has not been intimidating when it comes to getting to the quarterback. And I think Von Miller was a needed addition because despite the underlying numbers, this is something they've been missing for the last few years. And it's, you know, don't uh, don't judge me based on what I say, what I do. Do the Bills think they had a good yes. pass rush over the years? Draft picks, draft picks, draft picks, Von Miller. So clearly they thought they were missing something there too. Yeah, they don't like the underlying numbers any more than I particularly do. Although I do, I do, I don't want to like totally dismiss them. There's definitely a purpose to them. They tell you some part of the story, but I think in this case, they're not telling you all of the story, you know, with those numbers. All right. Um, a couple other things from today. Spencer Brown did get worked into team drills a lot more yesterday. He had one rep. Definitively in the team drills. Definitively today, today yeah. We <laughs> weren't sure yesterday, sure. right. Um, he, he looked okay. You know, he actually had a really good rep against Von Miller at one point that I liked, um, but still working his way back. That was a good sign. On the flip side, um, as we mentioned earlier, no Shakir, no McKenzie again today, no Taron Johnson again today. Sean McDermott said they were all kind of still banged up from the uh, practice on Friday at the stadium. Tyrell Dodson did not practice today. End of yesterday's practice, very last play, he came up limping. Didn't really talk to the trainers much. It was the end of practice, so he kind of was just chilling on the field anyway like the rest of the guys. But clearly whatever happened there or whatever happened in that practice was enough to get him to sit out today. None of that seems particularly a problem. Again, one month of the game, first game of the year, and the Bills are in pretty good shape injury-wise. And I did want to say I noticed the lack of uh, Jamison Crowder with that opportunity. I thought he did a better yes. job today of, of taking the most of the opportunity today. Yeah, there was one drive the field uh, session where the Bills were in third and long, and Crowder made a good adjustment on a blitz. Josh was right with him, hit him in stride, 20 yards down to the 10. A, a really top-notch professional play. And that's why Crowder's here, to be that guy that can do those things Cole Beasley used to do, recognizing blitzes, hot reads. I mean, I don't know that's what it was, but that's what it looked like to me. And regardless, he was definitely better taking advantage of the hole that was left at slot receiver because of who was hurt today. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Camp Day Recap. The Bills are off tomorrow. Two days of camp left here at St. John Fisher, Wednesday and Thursday with the last two practices. Carl Jones in this spot with me on Wednesday. Remember, you can always watch Buffalo Camp Day Recap on RochesterFirst.com. You can listen to it in podcast form on Spotify. For AJ Feldman, I'm Thad Brown. Thanks for listening and watching today, the Buffalo Camp Day Recap.